Jessica Delau, welcome to Retail Nightmares. We have a great show. My co-host Alicia Tobin's here. We've got prominent Vancouver spaceman Michael John Unger, return guest. Thank you for having me back. Welcome back to my domicile. I can't believe that Jock Jams played us in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it is Jessica's favorite genre of music. Yeah, I have the lyrics of that song tattooed on my lower back and inner thigh <laughs> it wraps around and then just around the outer side of your anus yeah it's sort that of like hurt. a magic eye poster like if you stare at my butt then <laughs> <laughs> it just eventually you can read it and, and it like plays faintly <laughs> If you put your ear up to it, it's like a shell in the ocean. When I was a kid, I uh, grew up in a very Christian home and I was my parents didn't listen to music at all. Like Not had, even like hymns? Well, I mean, I wouldn't like popular music. So okay. I didn't listen to popular music. Jesus mu- is popular. In some Go circles. Go on. <laughs> and, but I did uh, like going to sporting events. So my only connection to like popular music was like, you know, jock jams and like, like, Oh, this is a cool song. I like this song. High energy. Yeah. (laughs) Dance Like Gary Glitter. Like, Oh man. And I was heartbroken when I found out the truth about Gary Glitter. Bad news. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think you were alone. Bad guy. (laughs) Um, that's so funny. Like, did you listen to like Christian rock? Oh yeah. 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 Prism. Oh, This was what was available, right? Yeah. yeah. My like cousins it. were really into Christian rock, but I, they were very... Amy Grant. Oh, yeah. my yeah. That's right. She's my parents Christian. were really into Amy Grant, and we had like an Amy Grant Christmas CD oh, yeah. that got stuck in our like CD player, our one CD player in our home, in our living room. So it's like if we wanted to listen to anything, it was like, Amy Grant's I'll be home for <laughs> Christmas or whatever. I don't wow. know. My, my parents loved it, so it was like great for like a year or two. <laughs> she went secular for a while too. Yeah, but. that's yeah. how I know about her because I grew up Catholic. So there's Amy Grant was not nothing to us. She really straddled the secular, <laughs> non secular wall there. Yeah, in a very erotic way, <laughs> turned a lot of people off. <laughs> yeah, it's like a sexy Humpty Dumpty through really the landing. <laughs> Kiss the judge. <laughs> she really kissed the judge. She really kissed that judge. <laughs> but yeah, I'm trying to think of like what I, because I didn't listen to pop music either until I was like 12 or 13. And I was like, what was my favorite musician? I don't know. Like Raffi? Fred so you were 12? No. <laughs> no, I listened to like a ton of classical music because that's like I played piano and that was right. like what my teacher would be like, okay, learn learn this piece. Here's yeah. a CD of Beethoven. And I was like, yeah. So then was there a moment? Like there, there was a moment for me when it was kind of like, oh, this is music. Mm-hmm. So what was that moment for you? Uh, Don't Speak by No Doubt. Oh. I talked about it a couple episodes ago. It was like an epiphany. Yeah, I heard it in like 1996 or 1997. Okay. And I was like, what is this beautiful angel song? <laughs> uh, and then it was just like the floodgates opened. The Spice Girls became my world. Good choice. Nice. Yeah. Me for sure was like, I mean, Tina Turner was the first oh, yeah. kind of my own thing that I had. But as a teenager, it was 100% Sinead O'Connor. Yes. Yeah. So great. Yeah. Was she the reason why you shaved your head? Uh-huh. That's so I used cool. to sing when I was in high school, and I would sing her songs at variety shows. Nice. I don't know if it was good. <laughs> I'd like to think it was, but I don't know that it was. I'm sure it was good. She was fine. I did, like, uh, monologues that I would write myself at variety shows or cabaret what night. a great kid you were. It. I don't know if it was good. <laughs> I would I'm sure it was. make up little characters and like write write myself a monologue. <laughs> Looking back, I'm like, wow, I, I want love to, to die. See that I think I still have my my script somewhere. 
Yeah, let's do this. You can do it at Come Draw With Me. Oh, God, no. <laughs> um, I've got like two retail nightmares. So should we start a round? Yeah, yeah. let's do it. I, I have one for you. You have one? Oh, yeah. I brought you, you one because you said you didn't have one. You're going to dedicate it to me? Yeah. Thank you. I'll dedicate the Actually, funnier one to you. I just rem- remembered I have one. <laughs> Perfect. I, it's not possible that you can get through a week working in retail with that one, I'm sure. Except that it, it didn't happen on my job, though. But... Being out a lot. That's true. That's how I get them is because I'm out a lot. Out and about. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we like to start with the guest. Oh, well, you have two. So should we start with you? One's really short. Because mine, mine's One kind of long. Like... So. <laughs> one's okay. kissing a judge. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And one's straddling something erotically. Amy Grant's wall. <laughs> okay. Well, should we start think? with kissing the judge? Let's, let's, let's start with kissing the judge. <laughs> Okay, so uh, as everybody who listens to the podcast knows, and everybody in this room, I take my dog to dog rehab every Monday. And I have to take a cab with him because he won't get into the really expensive bag that I bought him before this started, where it's like, we can't afford to take cabs every week. I'll buy this $140, very well-made dog carrier bag, and he won't. He will not let me zip him up in it. (laughs) He just keeps his head firmly pressed against the lid. Oh, it's horrible. So we take cabs. First thing in the morning on Monday at 7, I take him all the way to the other side of town. And then at 5, I pick him up and take a cab all the way home. And cab drivers, like 99% of the time, just lovely people. And then maybe 1% of the time, it's a guy that thinks that he can hit on me. Mm. And it's always weird. There was I had one a couple of months ago where it was quite uncomfortable. And his, his angle was, we both have thyroid disease. Whoa. And I was like, this is really, like, we're at the bottom of the connection barrel <laughs> that our illness is something that's attracting you to me. <laughs> and uh, so this guy, that I, I when I got into the cab, he turned and he kind of had this, like, he's no one, like, kind of turns around and looks at you when you get in a cab. They're just like, hey, where are you going? Mm-hmm. He turns and he's like, hey, how are you? <laughs> And I didn't really clue in. And then I get in. And I was like, fine. He's like, where are you going? And, and uh, I tell him, like, my cross street. He's like, exact address, please. And I don't think that that's weird. Until th- then I was worried. I'm like, should I give him my exact address? Because he started talking about, it's always the worst. They're always like, are you single? And, like, as a general rule, my answer is always no. Married, happily married. 17 children. <laughs> <laughs> my vagina is just a loose, ragged, loose hoop. Just drapes. Live, live in yeah. a house that's made over a boot. <laughs> exactly. I have 17 cats. Um, I can't quite remember all the details. I wanted to write it down when I got home because it was so funny. But he's like, yeah. He's like, you know, I really prefer to date older women. And then he looks up in the in his rearview mirror and looks at me. And I'm like, he's like, you know, like, I think he's trying to guess how old I was. He's like, he's like, you know, like 30s, maybe 40s. <laughs> what? And I'm like, uh. I'm like, yeah. He's like, you know, they're just way more mature. There's way less drama. And I'm just like, well, I, this is a very long cab ride. It's like almost 30 minutes yeah. usually. So I'm like, fuck. Um, and then he just kind of kept going on. And he's like, it's really hard to date people. He's like, you know, everyone's online dating. People don't really want to be in relationships anymore. And I'm like, that's not true. I think a lot of people would love to be in a relationship. <laughs> um, so I'm just trying to keep it very neutral. And he kind of goes back to like, you know, why it's better to date older women. And I'm just thinking like, uh, I, you, what? And then he makes a mistake and he's like I just prefer elderly women <laughs> and then I just start laughing I'm like elderly and he's like you know like more senior and I'm like what like I don't know like, like now the hole is like it's like the funniest hole anyone's been in in a while around me and uh, yeah and then he did this thing that happens with men that I think lots of people actually I shouldn't just I shouldn't be specific to like straight men. But he's like, well, you know, a lot of women are just after men for their money. I'm like, no, that's <laughs> not true, uh, sir. And uh, yeah, it was great to get out of that cap. Wow. Oh, the elderly was so Jesus, funny. The elderly. Because <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to have this discussion at all. No. And I do want to get home. Uh, and be out of this cab as quickly as possible. I think he's horrible at this point. Uh, it's pretty funny. Elderly. Elderly. So like yeah. his, fa- his, fav- his favorite movies are Cocoon. <laughs> Cocoon 2. <too. laughs> Cocoon 2. <too. laughs> he off to the name. Golden Girls. I mean, who I mean, does would have? Yeah. <laughs> it's very erotic. Empty Nest. <laughs> I loved that show. I 
Who was on the Golden Girls? Wasn't there like someone young and like... Well, Estelle Getty was the youngest of them. But the hottest. And the hottest. Who was the young guy that was on it? There was, that's a young guy that I'm trying it to remember. It wasn't George Clooney. That's oh. for some reason George Clooney like is in that, my head. Because he was on Facts, Facts of, of Life. Life. Okay. He I had a honestly, real mullet. I didn't watch most of these shows because they're before my time. Yeah. There was maybe, I think like... Uh, a young was it George Clooney? I don't know. I mean, we could we should just Google this, and then I'll tell you my second retail nightmare. And I made the mistake. I don't know if I made the mistake, but the CEO of our company and I do not have a similar sense of humor. And he's the CEO. Like he comes into the office and he's like, he wants to uh, touch base. And this he touched base with me right after this happened. Someone called to complain about a product. Our products are vegan. It's a senior citizen lived somewhere. I would guess in New York very strong Bronx type accent. And they called to say they hated it. And I was like, were you aware that this was a vegan product? Because I'm always curious. It's just such a different playing field in terms of texture and flavor. And they're like, no. (laughs) It's like, after I bought it, I realized that cheese wasn't spelt properly. (laughs) So I'm like, we have some ways of resolving it. And there's other things we can't do. Like I can't give them a refund. So I don't know what to do. I offer some other products. And uh, then we j- he just kind of goes radio silent on me. And I'm like, he doesn't like any of these options. And I don't like the tone that he's taking with me. And I don't know how to resolve this. I've offered him all these different options. And then I, s- I said, okay, well, thank you so much for calling. And he uh, changes his voice completely and goes, go fuck yourself. <laughs> and I'm just like so tired of this shit. So I go, what? And he, like the senior like quickly hangs up the phone. Wow. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. And then I was like, it's like so shocking when it happens. Like sometimes it's okay. And then sometimes it's just like, wow, I did not see that coming. Oh my God. And I told everybody, including the CEO, that that's, that's like my day. I don't think people realize that. Like, yeah. Just some part of my day is just very like people, people try to go there. Very rarely does do they go that far. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. I once had somebody call, and it was clearly a prank call. And <laughs> I was like, I'm going to go through this. Because it was all like, they're doing like this weird like demon voice. And I'm like, uh-huh. This is Jessica. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then and then it was like, okay, this is going on a bit long. You got to have a punchline here. And then they're like, Goodbye. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> and I was like, I'm all right, all right. That's pretty good. I like it. Um, I was trying to look through the cast list of Golden Girls. And Did you just Google Young Guy Golden Girls? No, I just went to the IMDb and was scrolling through. And it's like 17 years of programming. It was like 580 uh, actors, but like didn't see George Clooney, but like saw a lot of talented uh, actors cool. in there. So just like maybe going to check out Golden Girls, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I would chill. rewatch. I love it when they have cheesecake. Oh, it's plain too. It's never, but like they love cheesecake so much. And then like when you have cheesecake in real life, it's like, ugh. oh, I love it. I just, it always leaves me. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I don't like it. Yeah. It's weird. I, well, it has sugar in it. So I am interested in eating the entire thing. Yeah. I do <laughs> like weird, like amorphous sort of textures, but I don't know. It doesn't do it for me. I'm not a cheesecake man. No. No. Love it so much. I respect that. I don't like them when they're like flavored. I don't want a cheesecake that's like a chocolate cheesecake or a salted caramel cheesecake. I want just New York cheesecake with fruit. I wish there was fruit. Go dough, fuck yourself. Dough in there. <laughs> you know, like I want some dough. I mean, it's. I would take it without crust. There's no cheese in there. Like, yeah, it's cream cheese. Well, but it's not like or ricotta is really nice. I make a nice one with ricotta. That sounds like it lemon might be good. Maybe, but like tiramisu ish. Um, yeah, you guys would love it. It's so good. I went to the Cheesecake Factory one time. This is the last time I ever ate meat was at the Cheesecake Factory. Was it inside of a cheesecake? <sighs> no, we had like an actual dinner there. I was there on tour with my band and we thought it would be really funny to go to the Cheesecake Factory. Um, I'd never been before. It was like the gaudiest, tackiest. Just the menu itself is like a binder, like a thick leather bound it's so thick and there's just like so many it's like they make every type of food there in the world it's like just stick to what is in your name it's fine and i had been vegetarian for a while at that point maybe like six months or a year or something and so i was like okay i'll order the salad and then the guy said when he was taking my order he said something at the end and i didn't hear him do you like blood he was saying like do you want me to add 
shredded chicken breast or something and I didn't hear what he was saying. So, but I was like, huh? Oh, okay. And then like, I got it and it was like, it wasn't just a chicken breast cut up on top. It was like shredded, like pulled pork almost. And it, so it was just like so integrated with the whole salad that you couldn't really pick it out. And I was like, God damn it. Cheesecake factory. Ugh. But then I got cookie dough cheesecake and that was pretty good. <laughs> See? But I only liked it because of the cookie dough. Yeah. I like we ate like the cookie dough things. out of it. You love dough. I love to eat out dough. I like cookie dough ice cream so much. Yeah, but I just want the cookie dough. That's the problem like, with those inclusions. It. Yeah. They're meant so you eat more. Yeah. But I just like, I leave the plain ice cream for Jay to eat. And when I've eaten, I'm terribly selfish with it. But he doesn't have a sweet tooth. It doesn't matter. It's fine. But he does like cookie dough. Should I tell my retail nightmare? Yeah, I guess we, we're doing this backwards. Are, yeah. Oh, or do sorry. you want to go? You can go. Why okay. don't you go? All right. Well, last time I was here, yeah, uh, we talked about Toys R Us. Yes. Uh, oh, yeah. So I immediately left that job uh, because it was awful. And I did a complete change in my life and went from King George Highway in Surrey, uh, Toys R Us, to downtown Vancouver, Robson Street, and Whoa. worked at The Chapters. Oh, that wow. is a big change. Yeah. It, it, was a, it was a big life change, too, because I grew up in, you know, in the suburbs, and then I you know, moved into the city. Um, and this is like, uh, I started there in 99. And so Chapters at that time, you know, for American we listeners. We were working on Robson Street at the same really? time. Where were you? BCBG, 1999. Oh, interesting. You probably would come on and hang out in the chapters then. Yeah, and I would definitely get a crepe at the crepe place on Robson Street and then immediately get sick to my stomach. <laughs> that place is awful. What is wrong with that crepe place? Um, so you remember then, so chapters back then was actually kind of like this innovative like bookstore. Like yeah. it kind of changed bookstores. Um, it had chairs that you could sit and read books. Exactly. And, yeah. like, like forever. Yeah. You didn't have to pay for your book. And that was, the, that was designed on purpose. Like they wanted people to come in there and just like kind of like a library and, you know, and you could sit and you could read for as long as you want. You know, we were instructed like, you know, like don't kick people out. Like people are there. There's two coffee shops. There's a Starbucks on the bottom floor, and there's Starbucks on the third floor. Um, and that was the vibe. It was a, and I think it also kind of attracted sort of like this that type of like in between, like a library and like a pretentious bookstore. Like we were somewhere mm-hmm. in between. Um, and I worked at the magazine stand, which we were very proud of because it was the biggest one in the city. So Whoa. nice. Yeah. We brought in every single crazy weird title and that brought out like the weirdos looking for crochet fantasy or <laughs> ferret monthly. Um, <laughs> I want the magazine about magazine stands. <laughs> there was a magazine what? about magazines. <laughs> magazine monthly. There was. It was, yeah, it was a That's magazine amazing. about wow. magazines. Uh, and <laughs> I love that. And it was it was great working there just because like we would get like the strangest requests like we would import in magazines because there was a lot of time you couldn't subscribe to a magazine in a certain country, mm-hmm. but we could import it in um, like they ended up being super expensive, but people pay like $50 for like one issue of like some crazy like computer magazine uh, Japanese about ha- fashion. A Japanese fashion or how to hack a uh, old school payphone. Uh <sighs> It was nuts. Uh-huh. Those were the days. So what we would uh, what we would often do, you know, was very customer oriented, and we would collect sort of like requests, and we'd have a big list of requests. And this uh, there was this one um, old lady, uh, and she always had like um, like a lot of. She wanted all the British tabloids. She wanted Hello. She wanted OK. She wanted the Guardian, because uh, we also had newspapers. Like she wanted everything, and she came and she like bought it all. Like like spent so much every week on all, all this British. Stuff. And this was before sort of like you could get like hello and okay mm-hmm. you know, regularly Definitely. here. Yeah, like that wasn't a thing until they did hello Canada and yeah. stuff, right? Yeah. And so eventually um, there was one day that I was sort of like going through the holds and sort of like the managers are sort of like um, – like yeah, she's not pick, she's not picking up her, uh, her stuff. Like may, maybe we we need to really call her. So, so I so I called her up, uh, and her name was Elizabeth Henderson. Uh, <laughs> and so Elizabeth Henderson would become like very famous in this in our store um, <laughs> because of these large holes that she would have with all these British tabloids, and <laughs> and then I would call her, and and when I would call her, you know, 
it, it would become, you know, less about the tabloids and kind of just about, oh, hello, Michael. How are you? How are things at Chapters? You know, like we're just having a nice little, nice little chat. And I would sometimes, you know, get frustrated because I got a lot of work to do. And then eventually I was just like, you know what? I, I, I'm just going to have a chat with, uh, with Elizabeth Henderson. How are you, Elizabeth? You know, how are, how are things going there? And then eventually we get around, you know, well, we, we got this big stack of magazines and newspapers, just wondering if you, if you still want them, you know, like if you don't, that's fine, you know, we'll, we'll still save the ones you want. It's like, well, you know, Michael, to be honest, I can't get down there. I'm not as mobile as I, as I used to be. And I was wondering maybe if you could maybe look through the magazines for me and maybe, Tell me some things that are in them. Oh my God. And, and I was like, okay, um, you know, and I started That's a dream fl- flip, job. <laughs> flipping, uh, flipping the magazines and, you know, looking at like lots of stuff about the Royals and, you know, and, and then uh, she was like, well, I'm actually interested in a very specific thing. <laughs> I was wondering if you could tell me anything about Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> and... And I was like, Sir Anthony Hopkins? <laughs> was he a sir yet? Uh, I'm not, he has been for a long he's time. Been, okay. He's been yeah. a sir for a while. And and that was sort of like took me all got like like <laughs> information in the tabloids uh or the papers uh about Sir Anthony Hopkins. And and at first I like I did not question it. I was I, in my brain is just like I I don't know. I don't know. Okay, okay. He's very I, talented. But the thing is, is that I think I was just like in this customer service mode. Like I really wanted just to be like good for the customers and do whatever they want because now this became the routine. Now she wasn't picking up the magazines. Now she would call ahead. And if there was something in there, then maybe she would come down and buy that because that's all she wanted it for was to know about what Anthony Hopkins was up to. Oh my gosh. And, and, And then I started to like, get like really self-conscious about it because I knew that I probably shouldn't be doing this. And if, and the managers would come back and I'd be in the back and I'm looking into the magazine on the phone and they're like, what are you doing? And I couldn't tell them the truth anymore because like, it's so ridiculous. I'm just like, I'm just on a break. Like, I'm <laughs> this sorry. This is my break. I, this is oh, my break. I'm, and I'm just like, I'm lying and I'm just like spiraling. And now I'm like, I don't know what to do. Now I've lied to my bosses and I did tell them that I'm looking through magazines looking for Anthony Hopkins stuff. (laughs) And now Elizabeth Henderson knows that I do this and she's calling for me. So when she calls the store um, she's saying, is Michael there? And I'm like, I'm like down in like receiving somewhere. It's like looking for some books. Michael, I'm too. I'm like, hello. Hello, Michael. (laughs) I'm like, God damn it. Wow, wow, wow. Put you on a hold. I'll go upstairs and I'll I'll go see, uh, see what we got. Need to go in your special back so eventually, you know, things came to a head and like the, the, the bosses found out and they're just like, what are you doing? This is insane. You know, and like, and there was one guy's like, I'm putting a stop to this. I'm going to talk to her. She's been coming here for a while. And I'm like, oh no, this is going to be, I'm just getting really nervous. It's like, this is going to be a confrontation. Right. <laughs> so the next day I'm in and I'm, and I'm shelving some magazines and I hear this voice behind me. <laughs> Hello, Michael. <laughs> and I slowly turn around. And if this was like Black Mirror, you'd hear like the long screeching like violin sounds. Yeah. Like, and I turn around <laughs> and it's a 17-year-old girl dressed up as an 80-year-old woman. What? What? And... I'm, my brain is not processing what I'm looking at because the voice is the voice that I've been talking to. Oh, my God. But in my brain, I'm like, no, I have seen this woman before. She has come in. She's an old woman. But I'm looking at her, and she's a she's a teenager. But she's dressed like she's, like, like make-believe or something. Like, she just, like, went into, like, her grandma's closet and has like shoes that like these high heeled shoes that don't fit her <laughs> and a pearl necklace. Oh my God. And I'm like, hello. Hi. <laughs> and then she says that her name is not Elizabeth. It's like, it's like Sarah or something like, Oh no, Elizabeth is my grandmother. I'm like, Oh, okay. Now I, I think I start to understand now what was happening here. And, 
eventually I sort of find out, I'll skip to the end of the story, what actually was going on here. Okay. So the young girl is, has been homeschooled or, and has lived with her grandmother her entire life. And you can see that she's not very, not very social. They, uh, they are basically home uh, shut-ins. Is that shut-ins? Sure. So I'm, I'm not bodies. too sure. There were some health issues with, with Elizabeth, so she didn't get out. Uh, and now the Anthony Hopkins thing is they believe that Anthony Hopkins may be related to them, is, is how they, so they said to me, like, related? Like, well, Anthony Hopkins might be my dad. Oh, whoa. But like not confirmed or it's just sort of like, or maybe you just think that I have, you know, no idea if this is true or not, but this was just like all of this stuff. And I'm like, you know, I don't know if there's mental illness here or like what is going on, but it was just so bizarre. Elizabeth Henderson (laughs) lives in my heart and my head every time I think about Sir Anthony Hopkins and flipping through magazines uh, just to tell her that, uh, oh, it looks like he's uh, got a new movie coming out. <laughs> who, who, is, who is he with? Is he, is he with anyone? Hannibal. The- <laughs> <laughs> and that was before the, like, people were really widely using the internet. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know what was going to happen there. Yeah. I thought it was going to be like a, you need to hook up your cab driver with <laughs> this lady. Oh, yeah. What's lady. a <laughs> Perfect match made in heaven. Wow, 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 wow. Beautiful. That felt like at a certain point I was like, this is like a Charlie Kaufman movie. Like, I, this is terrifying. <laughs> like, I'm just picturing like you all fresh faced and like 1999 in chapters and like an apron or whatever yep. they used to we get. Had, we, had a, we had a smock. Yeah, a little smock. Wow. Yeah. Oh my god! It was uh, it was a wild place. Like it was like a lot of us that worked there. Like Dina Dobukia uh, worked there. Oh, there was wow. so many of us that were like just like too smart, and like no one could like <laughs> give would give us like a normal job. Like we all just like let's hang around books, you know? Yeah, you chose well, and you know we just hang around the strangest people. But it was great. Yeah, sounds wonderful, man. I mean, my retail nightmare is really going to pale in comparison. I should have gone first. <laughs> um, well, you put a button on it. Uh, there's, I'll definitely put something on it. Um, so on Saturday, it was like the first fully nice sunny day in a while. And I was working and I was just working the morning shift and then was going to walk home because it was so nice. So I got Jay to come meet me at the seawall. And then we walked all the way along to Kitts to the dog beach. Mm-hmm. It's quite nice. I'll be talking about that later with my pup of the week. <laughs> but we, there were so many people out. I learned after that it was like the winter wander where like every, everything yeah. was open and it was $5, like all the museums and stuff down there, like yeah. where you work. Yeah. Um, But so I went into, there's like a little organic grocery store down in sort of like the kits, lower kits area that I'd never been into. I'd always just gone past and I was like, oh, I want to check this place out and see what it's all about. And I had been just like sniveling the whole seawall, just like I'm a snotty lady. And the wind was like making tears come out of my eyes. And I was just like ran out of Kleenex. And I saw that they were selling at this lovely organic grocery store, little individual back packs of like bamboo Kleenex. Kaboo. And yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, great. They're like 99 cents. I'll get one of these. And I was getting a handful of things. Like I think I got a bar of soap and some organic cho- like chocolate bar, just like a few things. And I put them on the counter to ring through and the person who rung me through, like, picked up the Kleenexes, which were still unopened, but he picked them up and he was like, what are these? And I was like, excuse me? And he was like, are these yours? And I was like, yeah, I got them right over there. He's like, I've never seen these before. And I was like, scan it. Like, it's, you're, it's for sale. And it was... I'm an asshole. I just felt so like I already feel so gross because I'm so snotty, like just generally every day. And then that's a that is a that is a nightmare. Like yeah, I was like shamed for trying to fix my snottiness. I know exactly what, what is place this? that is. Like, has he never seen a like a pocket thing of yeah. Kleenex? And like it looked like it fit in that place. It was like organic bamboo. I knew already what it was because I a love that brand. I know you do. It makes so me think great. of you. And uh, so in innovative i like how you can also buy just one roll of toilet paper yeah if you're at whole foods and you don't want to invest so fancy deep in whole foods 
But anyway, it was great Kleenex. I have nothing against the Kleenex. It was just this guy. And I was like, you don't like ever pick up someone's item that like (laughs) they are trying to give you money for and shame them for it. Like, God, imagine like if you're like buying a bag of or a bag of of tampons, (laughs) a bag of bag of douches. I would buy a bag of a bag size. Picturing like anyone at like any retail establishment just doing that, just being be like, like ew, "Ew, what is this? Ketchup? <laughs> ew, oh, you're I gonna eat this? <laughs> you're gonna put this in your body? Gross, guys! I have another retail nightmare. What? Yes. Triple, okay, triple so threat. on Thursday, on Friday morning, I didn't sleep on Thursday at all. Oh, I no. could not stop thinking about. I like how stressful work has been recently combined with how awful this pipeline stuff is. Mm-hmm. And I was like, so scared that like people were going to get hurt demonstrating. Or, and I don't know. I just couldn't sleep. And uh, Friday was payday and fr- payday is my favorite day. I make sure that my paycheck is in my account because sometimes they forget. Uh, but then they get it in later in the day when you send them an email. Um, and I woke up and at like six o'clock in the morning, there was a message from CIBC, my bank, saying there's been fraud on your account. Oh, right. Uh, actually, what they said is, did you authorize this payment for $471? And I was like, well, definitely not. Um, so I called and at some point during the night, right after my paycheck was deposited, somebody started to try and take out money. So they got like $400. And then the bank was like, it's weird. We don't think Alicia's in Pakistan. So we're going to put a, a little hold on this next transaction, which was amazing. The guy at the fraud department at CIBC was great. He's like, don't worry. Like, we will reverse the charges. You should have the money back in a few days for the smaller amount. Mm-hmm. I feel like they take a test amount and then they take like then start right, taking larger yeah. amounts. And I'm like, fuck, this week has sucked. And instead of going to my home branch, it was really like, if I went to my home branch or if I waited a little bit longer, went to the one closer to work, I would still get to work at the same time, theoretically. So I go to CIBC and I walk in and there's someone right away is like, may I help you? And I say, yes, uh, I need to get a new bank card. Somebody broke into my bank account and the fraud department told me to come here and just get a new bank card. He's like, oh, okay. That's very standard bank stuff, yeah. right? <laughs> I'm starting to get a little bit like, and I'm, I'm very tired. Then I go to an office and there's a young a young bank person that's working there and they seem really perplexed by my request. And so I tell them the story again. I said, well, the fraud department has canceled my card. My bank account's still active, so I just need a new debit card number. She's like, well, she looks at the computer and like this just looks at the computer for 10 minutes, doesn't talk to me. <laughs> and uh, I thought I would be at work for like 9.15 and it's already like 9.30. Took forty minutes in total. She's reading for her a new debit card. To Anthony be Hopkins to me. Yeah, totally. She's like, hold on, I gotta see what Anthony Hopkins. He might be my dad. And then at one point they say, "Okay, so what do you think I should do?" <laughs> and just the forty-four-year-old woman in me just starts to lose her fucking exhausted mind. And I said the shittiest thing. I said, "Well, I think you're the expert here." And I'd like for you to make that decision. And just like a very thin veiled uh, anger. I think that's completely fair. Mm-hmm. That's a fair And it's thing like to money, say. which of course uh, is stressful. Uh-huh. Uh, and so she looks a little nervous and I feel a, a bit bad. And um, eventually I get a new debit card. I go and te- check it out in the machine. All she says is, here you go. Here's your new card. You might want to just go make sure that it works in the machine. So I do that. It's fine. I don't think to take out any cash, which was a big learning lesson first thing in the morning, because if I had cash in the house, I wouldn't have had to do any of that stuff before work. Two days pass, and she, and she had said, please keep checking your bank account to mm-hmm. make sure that nothing else is happening. Right, because you don't have a credit card. Yeah. Right. So yeah. this is your only access to money. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. And it's so stressful. <laughs> bank card works as a credit card. So mm-hmm. it was most likely stolen online shopping, mm-hmm. according to the fraud guy. And I was like, well, I do a lot of that. So... Yep. <laughs> Checks out. And I can't remember where it happened. Oh, I went to Costco on Sunday with Katie Ellen Humphreys, loading up on like basics, having a great time. I go to use my bank card and it just keeps sending a message and valid pin and valid pin and valid pin. And then that's it. Like you can't use your card anymore. Mm-hmm. And I'm so embarrassed. And Katie's like, don't worry about it. Just pay me back. 
uh, I don't even remember what Katie and I talked about for the next half an hour. The whole time I'm thinking someone has emptied up my bank account again. Oh, no. And I get, I call the bank and he says, the gentleman on the phone who was lovely, he was laughing very hard. He was in Newfoundland. Uh, I was like, I don't think, he's like, I checked my bank account. All the money is still there, but I don't know why I can't use my card. He's like, oh, you needed to set your card up when she gave it to you. She didn't tell me that part. So I had been tapping all weekend and I can tap for a certain amount, but I can't tap for over $100. So then I went all the way to the CIBC on Main and 27th and started the process of changing my pin, which would take one try. 14 tries to get them to take a new pin. It kept saying, okay, now enter your pin. Okay, now enter your pin. Okay, now enter your pin. Oh, God. So that was my retail nightmare with the bank. Your pin is go fuck yourself. Oh, the other thing was the person with the fraud department didn't leave a note or anything on my bank account. Oh. But instead of like just knowing how the fraud department works, uh, was just like they'd never heard about fraud before. <laughs> is it, was she like super young? Yes. Because I feel like, okay, I have a coworker who's 11 years younger than me. And she exclaimed the other day, like, I mailed something for the first time. <laughs> and I was like, excuse me, sorry, what? <laughs> You're like, that's my favorite thing to do. I was like, what you mean? Like you mailed a certain thing for the first time. She was like, no, like I put a stamp on something and had to go to the post. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, have you just never had to mail? And she was like, no. And then she started feeling self-conscious. And I was like, sorry, I'm not trying to make you feel bad. Wow. But this is just like shocking to me, like mailing things and like receiving mail is like a daily or weekly at least occurrence. And I'm like, I love it. I love participating. Mail's the best. It's better than space. (laughs) No, nothing's better than space. (laughs) Oh, space. (laughs) Yeah. It's time to do space. (laughs) Your eyes lit up. I'm so excited because I get to hear the song. (laughs) I mean, you don't, but you will when you listen to the podcast. Yeah, so you were the pioneer of the segment. We actually have a an event on Monday, which is actually all about, it's called Junior Astronauts, and it's kids that are going to apply. It's really hard to say. The Junior Astronauts? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the junior, junior Astronauts. astronauts. Uh, they get to apply to uh, go to the Canadian Space Agency Space Camp. And one of the things that they need to do is kind of like learn about how to live in space. And part of like is like eating in space. Uh, so I've actually been learning a lot about it recently. Cool. It's not good. No? It's all dehydrated crap. Still? Uh, with no taste to it. Hasn't really improved over, no. over the decades? No, it's not. Well, in an ideal world, mm-hmm. you're sent into space. Well, let me tell you about uh, food that I've discovered. So on that little kit's point that you were just exploring, mm-hmm. not that shitty place that you went to, which I never go to. No. So that corner that you, uh, where I work, I live there. That's my entire world. Uh a new pizza place opened up, which Ooh. for everyone that kind of like lives and works in little area, like it was like the the greatest thing. It was like it was like the carnival had just come to town. <laughs> yeah. Like a new food place and a pizza place because we didn't oh, have nice. a pizza place. We got bagels, we got tacos, yeah. you know, we got a few other things, but not pizza. And it's pizza pizza. <laughs> And oh, is that Little Caesars? Pizza pizza. And no, it's pizza. I think it's like a, an Eastern, it's from out east, I think. Yeah. Um, it's, I see it when I go across Canada. I think there's one around Commercial Drive now, too. Yeah, it's. Okay. I've just started seeing it here more often, all of a sudden. Yeah, so I, I go in there on opening night, <laughs> and it was packed. And even, like, the people that work at the other food places, it, like, it's still in their uniform. They're like, oh, yeah, like, fuck our place. Like, this is all about the pizza now. <laughs> and so I'm in there, and, like, the the owner of the place, he's like, he's like, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, pizza's for everyone. This is going to be great. <laughs> and I'm, I'm so into it, and... They have this cheesy bread. Oh. And oh god, it is <laughs> yeah. it is just so soft and I don't know what it is. It's just dough. It's just dough and the cheese and yeah. it just kind of it's just all together. I think it would be a great space food because yes. it's it's all together. Yes. And it's not going to fly around and Fit get, in, in your get into your sock. eye. I'm putting so much cheese bread in my tube stock. <laughs> oh, it's so good. That's but, an excellent choice. 
Yeah, do I don't ever... know what it is that's it. There's some bad stuff, and there's like there's probably tons of preservatives and sugar. It's bad for me, but uh, I don't maybe. care. Maybe the like the way they make it at Panago is just like cheese. There's you can have like the original cheesy bread yeah. or the like garlic cheesy bread, which I prefer, <laughs> where they just like slather like garlic butter on it so and then good. cheese. Yeah, and then when they give it to you, it comes with a complimentary like marinara sauce dip because they're like, you must be missing that tomato <laughs> sauce that would normally be on it, and then that would just be a cheese pizza. And yeah. I'm like, fuck you, this is what I ordered because I don't want that. Yeah. Don't tell me what I want. It's I want optional, right? Yeah. They didn't put it on top. No, but they like, they then make you have, have it. And then you have it. Like we yeah. we sometimes. Just have tons of marinara sauce. Yeah, but it's great if you like are making pasta. <laughs> sometimes <laughs> you put like three of those and yeah. We, put an egg in it. That'd be nice. We order way too much uh, Panago. I think my count for how many Caesar salads I've had from Panago just this year so far is up to eight. And then we're like a month, okay. a month and a half into this year. I'm, uh, I've discovered I can get noodle box still delivered. And I had it two nights in a row this weekend. Oh, decadence. So, oh, yeah. Is that your space food? Yeah, it's going to be noodle box, uh, spicy peanut noodles so, with extra broccoli. So is this like a wet noodle, a dry noodle? It's got a sauce. So it's like a noodley. Yeah. Like a pad thai. That would be oh, a very done. funny food to watch as somebody eat yeah, in space. Yeah, zero gravity. <laughs> yeah, I never think about the practicality of it. You're much smarter. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I really like noodle box. It's uh, I've never been. I think that it's because it's uh, a lot of food and it's gluten-free. Um, I like having it delivered to my house. Yeah. And when it closed on Main Street, it was, it was one place where I was, if I was running... If I just didn't want to cook, I could hop off the bus, get it, hop back on, go home, take the dog for an hour-long walk, and get home, and it'd still be hot. Whoa. Yeah, because I would keep it all packed up. Magical. Yeah, and it's also something you don't have to share with the dog. It's great. Yeah. What's um, your food? My food and space, I found out that you can just buy from No Frills sheets of dough. <laughs> <laughs> and you walk past the No Frills now, right? I. It is very unfrilly. Yeah. Well, this was the one in sort of kits. Oh, that, that one's I, nicer. That I went past. And because I'm trying to do this recipe testing for the, the for the Bunny Cafe, and I bought the wrong type of dough before. I wound up buying phyllo dough, and I was like, this is absolutely not what I need. And I found this, like, puff pastry dough. And it comes two sheets, frozen. And then I, I made the recipe again. It was much better with the proper type of dough. <laughs> it was actually edible. But then it was a little too edible. <laughs> And I ate a bunch of it raw. I ate one whole sheet of it raw because it was like, I read after I had frozen it and then defrosted it and then froze it again that it was like, don't do that. And I was like, whoops, I fucked it up. I guess I have to eat the whole thing raw. So I did that yesterday and today and feel great. My body feels strong. (laughs) Are you lying? (laughs) I don't know. Look how strong. I've never had to describe your body like that. Or do you call it a biker's body, but not in some time. I have never <laughs> referred to it as that. Really? That was a customer who said that I had Real that. Real biker's body. And then you said that <laughs> yeah. a lot oh, afterwards. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. You um, need to cross your boundaries. Oh, I have another retail nightmare. <laughs> oh, no. We're in space food now. Save it. Okay. Save it. It was quite a week, guys. Yeah. It I got a five-page like complaint letter about me. Whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. Save it for next podcast. Yes. Okay. That sounds long. Um, but yeah, this dough, so great. Comes in its own tube already. That sounds like a frills. This is the thing I don't understand <laughs> I about know. no frills. Is that they have like this weird line of like what a frill what is. A frill and then is. every once in a while, they'll like go over that line. I'm like, that seems like a frill. Well, they're and they're all individually owned, right? So they yeah, have like, different things. I it's like know Dave's that, no frills. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. That seems very well, egotistical you, Dave. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know who's... Is that the one on fourth? Uh, I can't it? remember. I can't remember. It, okay. It's, you know, it's somebody's name. It's hilarious to me because it's on fourth in Kits, which is like one of the more yuppie ish neighborhoods. Yeah. It is directly adjacent to a <laughs> Tesla dealership. And it's like a no frills right beside yeah. Tesla. And you're like, mm, is that really a no frills? I think there might be some frills in there. Just like pretending to be. No I used to the closest grocery store to me many years ago was a no frills and it was it's the one uh it was the one on Broadway near Alberta. Yeah. And it was like lacking in frills. Yeah. Hardcore. Their but, meat section is terrifying. 
I mean, I mean all meat sections yeah, are terrifying. Yeah, like, but it's like <laughs> opposite to like, wow, what are we like? And like, I just couldn't in good conscience buy anything yeah. from there. But the amount of yellow in there is just, it's it. blinding, you know? And I'm kind of like, this is a frill, guy. This is a color. <laughs> this is a very vibrant color. <laughs> the yellow itself is yes. a frill. <laughs> yeah, wow. it should be drained of all color. <laughs> I mean, I am a bit of a diva. That's true. And so when I go in there, I'm like, you know what? I need a frill. <laughs> I require a frill. So I go to the fancy grocery store near me just yeah. just to feel bad. It's weird at no frills, too, because there's just like bins of product. Mm-hmm. Like there'll just be a massive like palette size bin of cookies. Mm-hmm. They're all just Oreos <laughs> that could be on a shelf. But they're like, nope, they're but, in a bin. Yeah. Like a name brand stuff. <laughs> no fucking kidding. What do you the want me to those? No too is though that like things that are less expensive at other stores are more expensive there. Like a normal bag of flour or yeah. sugar or baking soda. That's things. a frill. Yeah. But then like all these other like M&M yogurt. Not a frill? It's funny because I wanted to, you know, those tubes of like white icing, those like really shitty. That's what I wanted for this recipe I was making because I'm making these little cinnamon sugar bunnies that have like a little white cotton tail. And that's exactly what I needed with like the little star tip to make the tail. But they just had the tubs of icing. And I was like, is the tube a a frill? Because they knew that you were going to do exactly something that they don't stand for, which is a frill by putting this little thing on the bunny cookie. Yeah, it is exactly a frill. Where do you get those? I feel like Safeway. Safeway, but all the Safeways are closing now. I can check up near me if you like. Oh, it's okay. You don't have, I'll just I eat don't it have all. a lot I'll going on. Suck that tube down. I that think would be a space food. Seeing your Instagram post of you just trying different foods with icing on top was I very was funny. Very high. <laughs> <laughs> I put icing on a tortilla chip. It was delicious. Icing is so good. I took a it's bunch. when people don't like cake or they don't like icing. Like I like it's kinda like how I like I like like just on chicken, I like just the skin when it's been roasted. Like oh. I will eat that I'll eat an Hannibal entire Lecter. totally <laughs> Anthony Hopkins over here um, but, but icing like I will eat other people's icing that's me eating the icing <laughs> so good do you yeah. like icing uh, I'm not a big sugar person but I mean you know I'll, I'll dip a, I'll dip a, a finger in <laughs> you'll kiss the judge you'll kiss the, the judge. judge oh yeah were we gonna do a segment called kiss the judge <laughs> I don't know I don't know how to tell that story yeah <laughs> Okay, I'll try and condense it. Kissing the judge. Yeah, I had a weird sex stream. <laughs> And it was like from uh, like I wasn't I was like much younger and it was with like a boyfriend that is uh, I'm sure still alive and (laughs) I wouldn't know. And uh, he's like, let's try something new. And (laughs) he was telling me about this like very mundane sex position that was very important to him. And he really wanted us to ace it. And uh, (laughs) it was called kissing the judge. (laughs) Wow. And it was uh, we did not ace it. We didn't knock it out of the park. I love the idea of someone being like, we got to nail this. Yeah. And the, this is my dick. <laughs> yeah. We got to nail it. Kissing the judge. Like, there's got to be a gavel in the, gavel in there somewhere. Yeah. Nope, there wasn't. But like in our version of it. Okay, so this is what the segment is. Is like we try and define what kissing the judge is. Or we, or we talk about our own kissing the judge story, about our own weird sex stories, oh. sex dreams. This is just a dream. Sex dreams. So you have to, it has to be a sex dream. Kissing the judge. I don't know. I don't know if I want the podcast going. Maybe it's like a one-off. Yeah, this is like... Uh, I think we're going into like, we're going to talk about poop till yeah. we're blue in the face. But, but when it's like, I like gross out stories when they're abstract, when they're specific. I'm yeah. like, oh, no, no. Yeah. Um, Kissing the judge. This is becoming like Red Shoe Diaries, which I kind of love. Okay, so... When I Google kissing the judge, the first thing that comes up is a YouTube video that says snogging Simon Cowell. (laughs) (laughs) You know that picture of Simon Cowell where his eyes are all wild? You know that one that's been going around? No. Can you Google weird picture of Simon Cowell? I don't want to. (laughs) Okay. 
There's a um, lot of pictures of like people kissing his eyes Judge are like Judy. This. Oh, I don't like that. His mouth is backwards. It's something really funny. Simon Cowell face. Yeah. <laughs> okay. He's wearing eyeliner for sure. I mean, when I picture kissing the judge, so the the judge is high up. So if you if you're going to kiss oh, them, yeah. you got to kind of climb up, and you know you don't have to grab on to something, and it's kind of awkward. Um, That's not what it was. <laughs> but but this is your kissing the. This judge. is my kissing oh. the judge. This way, you- yes. <laughs> You guys not seen that picture of him? No. It's all over the internet. He looks like he just keeps getting veneers over veneers over veneers, (laughs) and now they're too big for his mouth. Go on with your kissing the judge. Um, Seems very tame. So so they're reaching up, and I think that the judge in my mind has like one of those like powdered white wigs, and maybe you grab onto that. So you're grabbing onto like the wig to kind of pull you up to kind of get to the top, and then you can kiss the judge. Mm. Okay, so in my version, there's one of those wigs, but it's a merkin. <laughs> and instead of genitalia, it's just a gavel and the little thing that you hit the gavel on. And you have to stick your lips in between that. And then you get the gavel Ever? kisses your lips. And then you got a cool plug, like one of those like gauged piercings. No, not cool. I just had no erotic. <laughs> That's piercings are like one of those things that makes me the room spin for me. Oh, really? Yeah. But you've got your ears pierced. Yeah. I mean, like facial piercings. Yes. And I think that like it's not like when people have them, it doesn't bother that. me. But thinking about it being done hmm. makes me woozy. Yeah. I don't have that. But I didn't know that about you. I will not talk about. I had like a, when I was a kid, like a I think it's called a blood injection phobia. Big fear of needles. I think it's related to that. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, we don't have to keep talking about that. Kiss the judge, guys. Yeah, I'll be kissing the judge tonight in my dreams. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we should Peplo of the Week. Yeah. Peplo of the Week. It's time for Peplo of the Week. Yeah. Michael, who's your Peplo? Uh, well, over the holidays, I went on a trip to Armenia. Ooh, it was a very wow. uh, wild, crazy trip. Uh, it was a, I didn't know anything about Armenia. It's a uh, former Soviet uh, country. There are a ton of stray animals there. Right, yeah. Uh, and, but the thing is, I think they're well taken care of. Like They're all tagged. Most of the ones that I saw were all tagged. And from what I talked to, the people that live there, like, yeah, you know, they, they get food and they're, and they're taken care of relatively. You know, they, um, but the funniest thing is that you know, I'd just be like walking down the street and they'd just be like strutting along, just be this dog. And then in, in my mind, like I see a dog, oh, a dog. But like in the dog's brain, he's just like, no, I'm just walking down the street. Like you're walking down the street. And then I see him like, like pass me. And then he gets to like the intersection and it's a, and it's like, it says stop. And he stops. <gasps> and then it goes like the hand comes and then he just walks again. It's like, what? The hell we're living this is just like the perfect world we're just like we're just intermingled like the cats and dogs are now just with us now it's like you're living in the movie cats (laughs) (laughs) i love that movie there's a video somewhere in ontario or or alberta where the deer in the community know how to cross the street as well yeah they've learned how to they're so smart to obey traffic signals that's beautiful um dogs my friend Ben Lai just went to Georgia recently and he said the same thing with stray dogs there. They're just like very well taken care of. They're all around. There's like places for them to get food. Mm-hmm. And they seem like super healthy. My friend that grew up in Romania, his friend was killed by wild dogs. Wow. So you guess so not everywhere. <laughs> yeah. That's where your mind goes. Mm-hmm. We're we're both like, oh, that's nice. And you're like, <laughs> yeah. Eat the chicken skin. Anthony Hopkins. Having a friend over for dinner. I think about Hannibal Lecter all the time because I have that bottle of Chianti over there. And whenever I light a candle in it, and I'm like, think just I just think of I I think of it as well. Whenever yeah. I hear somebody say that word, I yeah. can't hear it not with his voice in my yeah. head. I think about Silence of the Lambs like maybe every day. Really? I think it might be like my new favorite movie. It's a so really good, good movie. It's it's incredible. It's so perfect. And like they so scary. I just I have the same person. What is Clarice. that song of the woman's uh oh yeah. The woman singing uh, she was an American girl. Is that it? Tom Petty. Yeah, when she's driving before yeah. she gets abducted. Yeah, such it's a on the great, radio. Such a like disturbing movie. The whole soundtrack to that movie is great. Hugh Lazarus, Goodbye Horses. Yeah. I love that. For some reason, my YouTube algorithm 
is really good. Like if I put on autoplay, it always just goes to Goodbye Horses by Key Lazarus because I'm always like, I always want to listen to this. Pretty much every playlist I make for whatever situation, Key Lazarus, Goodbye Horses just always goes in. It's so I was going to say it's just Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. <laughs> the whole audio. Who is your puppo? Who's my puppo? Do you want to? Oh, here. Oh, there you go. Um, my papo was, I went to the dog beach that day. Um, it was a beautiful day out. There was a bunch of honking geese around Granville Island. It's delightful. Um, the dog beach is great, but it's also so just like impenetrable as mm-hmm. a human, like yeah. your experience. It's like kissing like, the touch. They're all around. Yeah. It's like <laughs> a million gavels and I can't kiss one of them. <laughs> You're completely surrounded by these beautiful animals, but they have no time for you because they're just, they're in their Mm -hmm. element. And Jay and I approached it from a different point this time because we sort of like went to to the end of that little point that's there, which I never make it to because we're always coming from the other direction. Then I get distracted by the dogs and I see it off in the distance. I'm like, that looks pretty. So this time we were like climbing down the rocks to get to the beach and uh, I stupidly was like, here, let's walk this way. And then the big wave came in and <laughs> we <laughs> soaked both of our oh, no. our feet. Um, it was fine. It was like kind of mild out. So we walked all the way home and like Jay had thicker socks. So he was in a rougher shape than I. But um, there's just dogs everywhere and they were so cute. But we couldn't like, ri- you know, you can put your hand out while one's running past and you sort of like, does that count as petting a dog? But then outside of this fancy organic grocery store, there's this beautiful golden retriever and look like sort of like a senior golden retriever and just so politely waiting for its owners. And Jay and I both, after we left the store, pet this dog. And you could tell that this dog had like recently just been bathed so soft and fluffy and just like very like long jowls and just like very receptive and like gracious of the pets. And I realized that like I hadn't pet a dog in so long because it's just been like, like I've, I've pet Hank and like, but I haven't like been around a dog that I didn't know for like quite some time because it's just been like cats, cats, cats nonstop at work and at home. And I was just like, oh, this is really nice. It's like a different energy. And like this dog was like as large as I was. He was a really big guy. So anyway, yeah, I love this dog. So great. Nice. Just want to like bury my face in a dog, you know? Nothing as soft as a freshly washed golden. Yeah, so fluffy. And it's like the only time they don't smell like their ears. Yeah, smelled great. Like I did think I buried my face in his fur and I was like, it smells really good. <laughs> Do you think that's what like uh, Owen Wilson's pubes are like? Do you think they're straight? No, I think they're like fluffy, like crimped ear, dog ear hair. <laughs> I love he, him. And that he actually goes to the uh, I bet the they're dog rumor. <laughs> I bet they're dark. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> like most most people. I saw him actually at local like the other, the other really? day. Yeah. He was just hanging out and uh, he had a Dallas Cowboys hat on. Like, wow. So the game's great. <laughs> wow. Wow. I love him. I just watched the trailer for the new Wes Anderson movie today. Yeah, I love him a lot. And I was really worried about him there for a I time. Know. And like, I feel like I can gauge how well he's doing by like how, how often he's in Wes Anderson films. And there was like a big <laughs> break there, but now it seems like he's back and- I feel like hanging out with Wes Anderson is like the most innocent thing you can do. Like, what are you going to do? Like play Parcheesi and like drink some fancy tea and like organize your beret collection or like fuck a grandfather clock or like read a jazz magazine or like hold a puppet hostage or like, what are you going to do? Like pose for a daguerreotype or like lure a boxer out of retirement or like climb a big ladder into the clouds or like put little hats on bees or like thwart an art forger or like teach a gerbil how to tango or like what are you gonna do ride a hot air balloon into a volcano and die Owen Wilson is a papo papo of my heart yeah yeah I used to like buy men's magazines when I was in high school if there was a photo of him in it and I would just like cut it out and put it on my wall and be like yes yeah, no, you're right. Here's this but I think 30-year-old man. All of the brothers are very attractive. I know. It's just like they got they got beaten with a hot stick. Is that a thing? <laughs> I, I guess. Do I don't know. Any... I don't know how to say that because they're, I don't know how to talk about that. 
in a nice way. On Owen Wilson. I would have been that woman. <laughs> yeah. Like you were talking about imports. I remember I bought like the soundtrack to Bottle Rocket, which was an import, and it was like fifty dollars from Zulu. And I was like, finally, <laughs> I found it. And like the next year, like MP3s were invented or whatever. <laughs> still, I still have my. DVD of Bottle Rocket. Oh, I'll I never have get rid of it. Two copies of it. Smart. <laughs> I have regular and Criterion. That movie just blew my mind. It's still Me so too. good. When I saw it, it like changed the way that I thought about movies. I'd never seen a movie like yeah. that. The way, the like naturalistic way they talk over top of each other. What was the um, the housekeeper's name or like the Inez? The, Inez. Always always think of Inez. Yeah. Anyway, just gonna fucking like jizz into my Wes Anderson book that I have over here. I want a copy of that. Can you remind me that I want I a copy of it? I can lend it to you. No, I'd like my own. Okay. I will, also, it's such a beautiful thing. Like, you don't lend it to me. I'll get, I don't know, nacho cheese on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who is your papo besides Owen Wilson? I have Hank. Um, Hank has had a big week. Right before I got here, I got home from running errands, which was taking Hank. I got home at 4.40 Walked Hank down to the vet at Quebec and Broadway, which is a 30-minute walk if you're walking fast. He had acupuncture. Whoa. But before that, he had his anal glands drained. Lovely. And it wasn't because usually that happens when we go outside immediately. But he had to have it done before acupuncture. And I was like, oh, man, I would never do it myself. I'll never learn how to do that. But he's going to be much more comfortable. And I love that little dog, but he really hates traffic noises, so he barked. So much uh, on the way there. I want to move to the country. My second puppo of the week is Line of Duty, the BBC show. There's six seasons of it on Netflix. I'm already halfway through season three. I started it last week, I think on Wednesday. Um, I love it so much. If you like crime drama, it is great. I totally ignored it because it had a stupid name. Yeah, it sounds like... Sounds fucking horrible. A description of a turd. Yeah. <laughs> Line of Duty. So it's about police in... I don't know, London, and they're part of the anti-corruption unit, so they investigate other police, and it's really well written. I love that. It's so good. I love any internal affairs stuff. Yeah, it's great. And there's like so many twists and turns, and every episode's a bit more than an hour, which is nice. Cool. I'm going to watch it. Michael. Yes. If people want to come to Nerd Night, or they Mm -hmm. want to follow you online, or they want to learn more about space, how can they do that? Well, I'm on the Instagram, Michael Jung Unger, Twitter, Michael J. Unger, because they wouldn't let me do the full thing on Twitter. Rude. I know. Uh, Space Center, uh, we have Valentine's Night. I guess that'll be passed after this comes out. Uh, Nerd Night is usually the third Wednesday of the month at the Fox Cabaret. We have uh, short talks uh, by nerdy, passionate people about all sorts of subjects. Hmm. We actually have a talk on space poop uh, this month. uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be wild. Um, we'll get ready for a next kissing one the judge be, lecture. <laughs> you know what? Like you, both of you should come on. Just talk about total like So many more interests than I have. Oh, yeah. You need to when you come. Like it's like the you just tell a story. You tell a story about something you're passionate about that you're working on, or maybe just thinking about. It's uh, it's it's right. <laughs> exactly. Eating raw. I would dough. so listen to you do a talk about dough. <laughs> Put on my glasses. Well, you could do samples of the doughs that you like. Oh my gosh! And then I'm reasons why doughs. you like dough, 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 dough. And what else is going on? Um, yeah. So that next one is actually next one is February 26th. That's not the third Wednesday, but uh, that's uh, that's it. Yeah. Every third Wednesday there. And, you know, the Space Center, we have a, we have an, usually like an evening adult event uh, once a month. We've got a drag show coming up in nice. uh, July. The chandelier is going to be uh, putting on for us. It's going to be amazing. That guy's the hot guy. <laughs> <laughs> that's exciting. Alicia, what do you have coming up? I'm part of the Growing Room Festival. Uh, that's coming up in March. I have three events, so I'll post about that. I'll be doing readings from my, my book and Thanks. being part of panel discussions with a bunch of really talented writers. Um, come draw with me in March. Please buy tickets now. The show is always selling out. It sold out a week after we posted it last time. Awesome. I, so if you want to see it, please uh, buy tickets in advance. Um, you can buy my book at Arsenal Pulp Press. You can also pre-order it if you're in the States on Amazon.com. Uh, looks like I will be in LA in May nice. um, to do some podcasts. 
And I think I'll probably, hopefully, be in New York in June. That's great. Yeah. Jessica? I have a Garbage Dream show on February 27th at The Toast with local favorites, Woolworm. They are going on their first ever West Coast tour. They're big names now. So that's their tour kickoff show. Everyone, if you are if you live on the West Coast, you should check out Woolworm in uh, March. They're the best. Um, if anyone wants to donate to our Patreon, they can do so at patreon.com slash retail nightmares. If you want to buy a tote bag or a zine or a, a play, you can do so at retailnightmares.bigcartel.com. We are now on the Google Play Store. I remembered to do that. Thanks, Jessica. Figured it out. Super easy. If there's any other platform that you would like to listen to this podcast on just message me because i don't know all the ones that are out there there's so many of them yeah sometimes when i look for us we're already on other things that people have just uploaded us to yeah when i woke up this morning the first thing that i saw was that farmer ma'am like the new instagram account followed me and i the first thing i thought before i saw that it was you was like oh shit i got a message alicia about this someone's made a farmer man account that's right if you want to follow me i started a new fashion account called farmer ma'am i don't know what i'm gonna do with it but i think i'm gonna post all of my weird farm utility inspired clothes that i love you should put some kissing the judge on there Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) um a happy valentine's day to you both yes Thank you so much for being our Thanks guest. Thanks yes, Great story. Thank you for continuing to teach the world about space. Space poop. Space mm-hmm. poo. Space uh, food. food. Thank you for our signed astronaut photos. Yeah, you gave us beautiful signed astronaut pics. Yeah. Um, so you that... signed them yourself, although you are not the astronaut, which is no. very funny. <laughs> it's usually my my, uh, my joke. But Julie Payette, you know, she's our uh, governor general, you know, and our former astronaut. She's a Canadian icon. You know? It really is. And uh, both of you are Canadian icons. You got this podcast, oh, you know, like. I think so. You know, We're you, you, you're doing great work in the, uh, in the land out here. Thank you very much. I love, uh, love you guys a lot. Oh, the feeling is mutual. Come back anytime. Yeah, come Will back. Do. Great stories. I can't believe you worked at Chapters in 1999. <laughs> oh my God. I would have been in there at the same time as you. The Millennium. The Millennium Line. That's my new comedy show. <laughs> <laughs> all Will Smith comedy all the time. <laughs>